Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. Joining me this evening is a collective of lovely people. It's, it's the Off The Beat and Track Patreons, and uh, some of them have chose to, to to come and join me tonight when ideally they should be in a pub garden somewhere because the sun is shining and it is, uh, it's beautiful weather. Um, but no, they've, they've rather than drinking cold beer and uh, enjoying the sunshine in a garden, they've decided to sit in their darkened rooms and talk about songs of misery and heartbreak with me. So uh, I, I thank you all for joining me this evening. Um, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun with it. It's not going to be um, uh, all, uh, all moping about. Uh, the, the, tonight's songs, uh, for, for, for those that aren't here that are listening, we, ne- we normally sort of pick a, a, a question from the podcast, but we've done all the, the, the questions on the podcast. So we, we kind of, uh, chat amongst ourselves and on the, the, the Patreon feed to to pick a sort of topic that that we want to chat about. And I think essentially we're all quite miserable bastards and want to immerse ourselves in talking about sad songs because I, I think let's have it right. All the best songs are sad songs, and, uh, and most of the greatest records ever have been born out of heartbreak or or sadness. So uh, so there's going to be a lot to talk about tonight. And uh, and I've, I've framed it around the the, the word heartbreak, but. You know, I'm, I'm not expecting everybody this evening to divulge their, their you know, their, uh, their their biggest heartbreaks and, and, and what was involved. It can be anything. It could be literally that time you watched Watership Down and uh, and you had bright eyes for the first time and it and it melted your head. Um, it could be anything. You know, just something that is as a struck a chord with you that whenever you hear it, it just kind of yeah, it, it tears your heart from your chest. Um. So I'm going to start today. Um, let's go, ladies first today. Kirst, um, I'm going to ask you to kick things off. You instantly look quite terrified then. <laughs> because, right, I'll mention a really stupid one first, right? So do you remember that song, um, Something Inside So Strong? That's a beautiful record. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a fucking anti-apartheid song, right? And then there's me, who's been dumped at, like, 14 years old <laughs> and just played that song on repeat. My mum must have just been like, oh, my God, what's happened? Um, anyway, that's not the real one. The real one is um, A Fond Kiss, which um, is actually a Robert Burns poem but got turned into a song and um, Fairground Attraction do a really nice version of it. Um, and it's all about that kind of like 
first time love and how passionate it is and things and then ultimately you have to separate because of just whatever reason and stuff so you almost wish that you hadn't met that person because it's so heart-wrenching to let go and all that sort of stuff um but that song honestly it makes me cry every single time I hear it it's so sad and, and what's it called again a fond kiss I have never heard that has anyone else heard that no I've never heard of that and and so it's a poem that was kind of reworked by Fairground Attraction, right? Oh no! Literally, she's, she's got too emotional. Too emotional. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's not how we wanted to start. For listeners, um, Kirsten's uh, camera froze on her Zoom call this evening. Uh, I hope it's that. I hope she hasn't just jumped from a a, a window uh, to the sounds of Fairground Attraction. That would yeah, not my, be. My, Oh, no, we've lost you, Kirst. That was our halfway down. Going back to our first choice, something inside so strong. Have you seen Kim Jong-un's cover on (laughs) a team of... (laughs) That's the greatest version ever. Uh, I I do also love the fact that uh, your first heartbreak, you know, you're you're screaming the words, the high you build your barriers to... uh, (laughs) To some confused left from Newcastle. It's fantastic. <laughs> so bad. I'm re- I'm really sorry about my um internet, but my electricity has gone off because I've not paid my prepayment meter. <laughs> and um so I'm currently hot spotting off my phone, but I might have to run out and quickly press my meter button and see if it'll give me some electricity. Fantastic. That means you're spending all your money, Kirsten, on Patreon. <laughs> Hugh's yeah. living life a luxury. If you can, you can't, <laughs> <is it? laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, I mean, just can we talk about Lavi Sifri for a little bit? Is anyone here a Lavi Sifri fan? Like, I think he's got some incredible records. Obviously, we, we all know that he wrote It Must Be Love for Matt, you know, that got later covered by Madness. And, uh, and yeah, I do think Something Inside So Strong is a wonderful record. And uh, and I, I think his voice he's 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 stunning. Um, the comic relief and stuff ruined it. They just used it way too much. Yeah, all I, those I, charity things and stuff. You know, I know he's a weird one. And, and I think Uncle Bryn singing it in uh, in Gavin and Stacey <laughs> took the edge off of it as well. <laughs> but uh, I'll fair play, Kirst. Well done for stepping up and uh, and, and and jumping in first. Um, I'm definitely gonna check out the fairground attraction track because I've, I've never heard that and uh and i think eddie reed has got a, a wonderful voice um okay uh steve priest you just caught me just as i was finishing off cheering what was in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> sorry mate that's all right mate um i don't i don't really have any kind of heartbreak songs. I, I don't specifically remember, you know, breaking up with someone and sticking a record on and listening to it incessantly. But the one thing that does stick in my mind, and I don't know why, but when I split up with my now ex-wife, um, I went to Lee Folk Festival and there was a band called the Diamond Family Archive. Have you heard of them? I haven't, no. They're amazing. They played a song called A Raven, and it's it's a beautiful song. 
but I was just sitting there watching them and literally like the song's not even sad. It's really quite uplifting by the time it kicks in, but I was done. It was like, you know, it was, re- it was really dusty in the auditorium, so I was kind of like <laughs> manly wiping the dust from my eyes sort of thing. But that's the only thing that I can remember that specifically like caused such a physical reaction. Yeah. It's, uh, it, 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 and that's your song choice. That's, can you say that, what that was again, Steve? It's called A Raven, and the song uh, the band are called The Diamond Family Archive. Right. They're like, so, they're like a folk band, so it's not even, you know, it's not heavy, it's not aggressive, it's just a really beautiful song, and for some reason it just kind of, this was, this was like months after we'd split up, but something just kind of tugged at that, like, emotion, emotional part that was left in me, and that was it, I was done. As, um, I mean, I don't necessarily think songs have to be, like necessarily lyrically sad to to, to move you. Do you know what I mean? I, like yeah. it, to, to feel melancholy. I, I think, yeah, it, it's really weird. Like I've, I've probably said it on here before or, or on other episodes. Like hearing crowds singing, like it, you know, it, oh, that's pretty brutal. Like it, it really is, isn't it? It's like I think hearing that kind of collective, and uh, and there's there's a few examples and and. Uh, Screw is uh, he's, he's a real sucker for it, and we, whenever we sort of find a new one, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll ping them to each other and just like, right, strap in, give this one a watch. And uh, I think the last one he sent me was uh, Deacon Blue doing Dignity at Tea in the Park, oh. and uh, and they don't, I've literally just goosebumps, I've just got mad on my arms, like they don't even, like, I don't think they even sing the first verse, it's just the crowd, and and it just pans out to these, you know, this this army of Scots just absolutely bellowing every single word. And it's like, I don't think, you know, that could have been fucking Sailor V by Bewitch, and I think it would have still been the same. It's just like hearing that kind of collective is uh, is, is, is such a lovely sound. And, uh, and I think, you know, we're, we're approaching Glastonbury. And it's one of my favourite bits about the Glastonbury weekend is just seeing people in the crowd just singing and like I'm seeing people on people's shoulders singing. It's like, yeah, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing, I think. Uh, uh, has anybody got massive. any sort of... Sorry, Steve, go on. I was going to say massively, you know. Um, you know, I've got plenty of miserable songs that I could have, um, could have mentioned. I've even got a playlist on my iPod called Bleaky Blinders. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Of just like it's just miserable songs, but yeah, that's the that's the that's the real that's the one thing that I can remember having just that specific reaction. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Sean, what have you got for us? Okay, so um, a couple of songs actually about hike. Um, I would say "Pictures of You" by The Cure. Oh, wow. um, thought it out. Just a beautiful song, and just that intro, it just goes on for quite a while, and it just kind of really sets the scene. And I remember seeing them uh, in High Park a couple of years ago, and that was a real moment like the sun was setting. And oh, yeah, just, oh, you were there? Yeah. Yeah, that was it's, it was really hot day, I remember, and it was just ridiculously hot. Yeah, but what a day. It was just, mm. yeah, it was a real moment. 
Um, and I wanted to mention the um, Silver Springs Fleetwood Mac. Um, I've never been the biggest fan, but recently my girlfriend um, showed me the famous live performance of this video. Um, I don't know if you know the story, but it's, it's I think um, Stevie Nicks wrote it about her breakup with Lindsay Buckingham. And I think that was the first time they performed it live when they got back together. And it's just, you need to check it out. It's so powerful. She's just kind of staring at him while she's just pumping out these lyrics about their breakup. And it's really, um, really powerful. Um, so it kind of turned me on to them now. Um, but yeah, they were the two I wanted to bring up. They're the main ones. It's, um, I, I, I can't believe I didn't overlook pictures of you. It's uh, it's just that go-to, isn't it? It's like it, it, if you want pure. I mean, it, it, it doesn't lyrically. It's heartbreaking, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Um. Oh my God! Yeah. Um. I reckon I have shed a lot of tears over heartbreaks that over the years, and like it's weird, isn't it? And I, I you, you. You maybe heard me sort of ask guests this, and I, and and if we can get a sort of show of hands, and I'll sort of uh, sort of tally it up and, and 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 tell the listeners what it is. If anybody's feeling sad, how many people reach for euphoric up? Put your hands up. <laughs> one, or oh, we got one and a half. Who just goes for absolute misery? <laughs> <laughs> sort of makes you feel a bit better about life doesn't it yeah I think it does I don't know why I mean enjoy your misery I think I think so enjoy your misery I think it's good to sort of process it a bit isn't it I think if you you know all of a sudden you've just been you know dumped and you dance around the front room to reach for the stars by S Club 7 <laughs> you know you've probably got a maybe sort of I don't know uh, for me, where's disintegration? Let's get that on. And uh, and I want to just feel miserable listening to The Cure for uh, an hour. Um, on repeat for about eight hours. And, and go yeah. to faith, listen to faith after that to cheer yourself up. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. I mean, Sean, that, to, to touch on that day in the park, um, I don't know if you remember it, but I think there was the World Cup was on. I think England have won uh, lunchtime. And then everybody went into the park and it was ridiculously hot. Um, a bad day to be a goth. Like a real bad day. There <laughs> yeah. Just I remember... Melted um, candles everywhere. Yeah. I remember, yeah, people were trying to, A, sit in the shade and trying to stream the football on their phone. But you had, yeah. um, people had different, were getting it at different times. So you'd have screams from over this way and then over that way. But, I mean, we were just focusing on the bands but I remember as soon as the football finished then the, the capacity just doubled from everybody yeah. steaming in but yeah. Yeah, it was a great day I think is that where we ride there as well is that the year ride slow dive in the pole yeah. it had all the misery it was yeah. there in abundance <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's sunniest day of the year and there we were absolutely immersed in misery it was amazing <laughs> great day <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh Paul Cummings what you got for me mate um, just trying to toss up which ones I can bring. Um, a bit of context to this one. So in 
89, um, I was 21, so so guess what age I am now. And me and three mates went to New Jersey to work for the summer. So wow. like just illegally, which you know, th- there was a place where you could go, like a sort of seaside resort where you could go and kind of get work without a visa, sort of thing. Um, so we, we stayed in this rooming house um in New Jersey. We were all sort of like, you know, cramped into this place. And um we'd come back from work. We all had jobs in gas stations and working diners and that kind of thing. And we'd come back and we'd get a beer and we sort of like listen to some tips. Sorry, so this literally sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song. Oh it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> So, um, um, I'll paint the picture even more. We used to like open the fridge just for the light and also to be cold. So we don't we get the light in the fridge and that keeps cold. We just sit there and shoot the breeze, sort of thing. And that summer, we bought a little tape recorder and we we listened to Public Enemy, um, and we also listened to um, Three Feet High and Rising. But we also got Patsy Cline's Greatest Hits. Yeah, because so, they reissued Crazy that year, didn't they? I think they did. Yes, I think they did. Um, and just, I was listening to her today because I've not listened to Pansy Clown for years. And every single song is one of heartbreak. We weren't heartbroken. We were just four sad, you know, sad dreamers who didn't have a girlfriend and wish we did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it was just fantastic. And and the music is just yeah. You know, every single song of Pansy Clown's is um, is a heartbreaking song. And and the you know the sort of uh, pedal steel guitar and everything else just makes it. You know. So, so Patsy Klein definitely wins on that one for me. Oh, wonderful, mate! Yeah. Wonderful. What was what was some of the other ones that you uh, you, you nudged out the way for that? Um, well, um, so I mentioned uh, Faith, which um, was the soundtrack to me being seventeen and dumped. Um, and <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, it worked. It worked wonders. Um, but also that that year, um, Hatful of Hollow came out. Oh. and I think How Soon Is Now means just says a lot to me as well um i think at that time i didn't really see the irony or the humor in morrissey's lyrics i took them all very seriously so you know if you're feeling sorry for yourself and you know um you've been done by your girlfriend some of those songs just you know said a lot to me then but but i think her soon as now just yeah says it all it's weird yeah. isn't it that generation after generation after generation of angsty heartbroken teens still find comfort in oh, yeah. Morrissey and, and or the Smiths and, and and the Cure. It's weird, isn't it? Them bands just, it's it, it never ages, that music. It's just, it's always that big hug. Right? The, uh, yeah. That just, yeah. Oh, Hatful of Hollow was my my first Smiths album as well because it's, it's like sort of studio sessions, isn't it? It's like yeah, I think it's John Peel sessions and that kind of mm. thing. I think it's better than the first album, actually. I think it's yeah. it's uh, yeah, more catchy tunes on it, really. Yeah, accept yeah. yourself is on there, and that was the yeah. one for me that was just like I once had a dream and it never came true, and I was like, yes, yeah, so have I, Moz. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you understand me, didn't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Got different dreams now, they stew to him. No, sure. no, exactly. I don't want him to give me a cuddle anymore. The Darth racist. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, oh my god, yeah. What what the hat full of hollow and, and it, the, the version of this charming man on there um, hasn't got that kind of intro, has it? It just goes straight in. It hasn't got. It does yeah. yeah. And, Again, uh, I think that's a much better um, yeah than the one on the album on the first yeah. time. Yeah, it's so much raw, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds great. And it's funny when like you're talking about the Smiths and we're saying about all every time we do this, the music we. We, we can't hear it, but we can hear it on our heads. 
and we all get goosebumps with some songs and you're you're there instantly it's, it's an amazing thing about music isn't it yeah it just it fires you straight back to a moment instantly absolutely absolutely it's one of those bands are just unique nobody else sounds like nobody else sounded like them before sort of yeah thing. yeah that's yeah. not an easy thing to do is it no not at all no no and uh and i, I don't think you know, and, and you can say the same for the Cure and the Smiths, like and and you know Joy Division, and I guess lots of bands from that point. I guess there was so much happening in music that I don't know. Was it an open playing field just to kind of I don't know, just 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 try something completely unique? And yeah, them for me, them three bands, I, I, I can't you know put them on a, on a on a level playing field with anyone else. I think it's you, who. Who do the Smith? I don't know. Maybe the only comparison you could say to the Smiths would be, I don't know, maybe the kind of the Birds' influence on Johnny's jangling yeah, guitar, yeah. but but nothing. Not that it, you know. I I think Johnny's songwriting is far superior to anything that the Birds done. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Well, look, sorry, we've been we've been chatting to you uh, on and off already. So let's um, let's see what you've got to bring to the the table tonight mate well you've sort of put a bit of a damper on it Stu now <laughs> sorry mate you're going to have a conversation you had to record right. yeah mine's probably um, losing more than I'll ever have by Primal Scream fucking hell what a um, but that just does it it does it for me but it's, it's just it means a whole different thing now <laughs> well well, let's let's wait until we, we, we're talking about the recent sort of um, statement that that um, the Duffy's uh, son made about Primal Screen regarding sort of royalty payments and, and wages, and and it didn't make for nice reading, and uh, and the kind of outpouring of unhappy Primal Screen fans seem to be sort of protesting their you know distaste at uh, uh, and, uh, Andrew and Bobby. Um, they've yet to comment, so but let, let, let's let's hope that there's a a, a, a good answer and uh, yes. Yeah, so with that in mind, let's let's park that kind of ill feeling up at the moment until <laughs> someone's defended, you know, what what what's been put towards them, and uh, and let's talk about the absolute view that is I'm losing more than I ever had. Which for <laughs> the listeners that uh, that have never heard it, it was uh, the horn section in that that Weverall sampled and looped that went on to become loaded. Uh, and it was from the album before Screaming Delica, right? It's called Primal Scream, isn't it? I think. Yeah. And uh, and they were a far, way, way different band then. They were a straight up rock and roll band never trousers. I was a fan from their first album. Right. And then they did the second one because I'd seen them live really early. And then they bought the second album. And that track on it, Losing More Than I've Ever Had, was just. It was just it was it's just a beautiful song. It, it really is heartbreaking. I mean, his vocal his vocal can be incredibly powerful sometimes. I think on yeah. slow stuff. even like on damaged on Screamer Delica and stuff and some of his new stuff. But yeah, yeah, that really did it for me. And then when hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Obviously, Screaming Delica is my favorite album of all time. Yeah. When that came out and they've downloaded I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, and but as I got older, and even in the first like year, even probably in the first five listens to that album, I thought, no, that's incredible. But yeah, it it sort of it, it's a powerful, it's a poignant song, isn't it? Yeah, are most people here familiar with it? No, nope. uh, Steve, you would have heard me play it the toothbrush every week. You would know it, right? Hundred okay. percent. Um. But it's uh, it, it's a beautiful record, and it, and it builds and builds and builds. And the, the crescendo is when the horns come in with the ba da ba da ba da ba, and Bobby starts howling like, uh, "Stay with me, isn't it?" And yes. uh, oh my god, yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite a record, isn't it? It is. It's a powerful track, but yeah. Losing yeah. my nose, right? Primal Scream. If you've not heard that, listeners, then uh, we'll uh, we'll put it on the accompanying playlist and, uh, and and go check it out. For me, I will probably say my favourite Primal Scream record, but by quite quite some distance. And I and I'm a fan of that band, but uh, yeah, that and I heard Loaded before I heard. Uh, right. So uh, I was a big fan yeah. of the. the the alternate version of Come Together that's the more kind of lazy, not the yeah, kind of... Late back in the... Yeah, and, and and then kind of hearing I'm losing more than I ever had. i tell you what I had a, a bootleg of, and it was loaded, and it had... And I had it on, on white label, and it had Edie Brickell doing What I Am over the top of it, and it oh, worked gosh. absolutely fantastically. It was a beaut, and... Uh, I'll dig it out. I, 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 I've never sort of seen it on, on Spotify or anything. Like that. I wouldn't have presumed I've it. Never heard that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, two great tracks. It you know they 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 really do work. If, um, the pe- the people who have ever heard it, the best thing to do if you split up with your partners tonight, <laughs> do it all, do it, and then give it about have a couple of days of drinking, and then um, have a listen to that, and then it'll work. You can get right. back to it again. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, before anyone does anything stupid tonight, can uh, just give me enough time to get this uploaded and I'll get the Spotify playlist done 
and out on Patreon. So that, that I'll probably get be a couple of days. So enjoy your drinking, and then uh, when you hit your lowest step, that's that soundtrack will be ready to go. Perfect. <laughs> Brett, what you got, mate? I've totally done a glasson, and I was convinced up until two minutes before I clicked the link that this was songs about your funeral. So no, no, we, we, we're going there as well. Don't worry, we're going there oh, as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so a bit of frantic writing stuff down. You're talking about bleak albums, and when 1986, I'm 14. Um, Black Celebration, Depeche Mode come out, and I was just like, "What's this? This is amazing." Uh, I was re-listening to it a couple of days ago. She was again. It's stunning, but heartbreak. My interesting thing I went to um, was you can imagine the scene. It's Hindus. There's very drunk ladies everywhere. There's loads of crying. They're all singing "I Will Survive" by Gloria Gaynor. It's <laughs> giving it that. You're thinking, yeah, you've all had, you've all been dumped by your boyfriend or something, and they're all going for it. Yeah. Tears and snot and cocktails, the lot. <laughs> That's a great name for a compilation of tracks for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic! It's uh, that was in in the indie clubs. We we, we never had that. Um, I can only say that we had "Week" by Skunk and Nancy would, yeah. would get a very very kind of uh, similar kind of reaction and. Uh, you ought to know by Lannis Morissette in the nineties very much got that 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 kind of uh yeah anger. Uh but yeah, I mean I, I will survive. He's a you know, what a record by absolute beast of a single. And uh and and, and I'd always kind of known about it, but it, it sounds a bit daft, but what really kind of brought it to my attention was in the late eighties when he raised your release Love to Hate You. I was like, and everybody was referencing the fact that they'd ripped, like, I will survive with the kind of instrumental middle eight and stuff. And, and I was like, all right. And I went back because I was a huge Erasure fan at that point and, uh, and, and, and went and checked out. And at the time, I was just starting to sort of DJ and was DJing, like, weddings and parties and things like that. So Gloria Gaynor was a, was a you know, a guarantee. Uh, yes, good get a joke card. Stick and, that on. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. That. Young Arts by, by Candy Staten, straight away. Love I really about you. Billy Ocean, Bosch, they're on there. Like, I never knew that about the Erasure thing. Yeah, yeah. Listen I'm, to the I'm a massive Erasure fan. I've never even heard that before or yeah. heard that. Yeah, Ch- check out that, that middle eight. It's, uh, it is I Will Survive. And uh, But, yeah, I mean, Erasure didn't need to rip off anyone. They, they, they didn't struggle to find a, a, write a good pop song. They were masters at it. But, I mean, Brett, to, to, to talk about... Uh, Depeche Mode to go back to Black Celebration. Um, I'm trying to think of the singles. Obviously, Black Celebration was on that. Was stripped on that or was stripped on Massive? Stripped on that, yeah. Um, yeah. the one they should have had was Fly on the Windscreen, which they Fly wanted as the lead, they wanted that as the lead single and they made them put out stripped. Yeah, but I think Fly on the Windscreen is much better and much yeah. darker. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the time, question of lust on that one. Oh man, yeah. Like question of last, that Martin sings that one, doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, what a, what a beaut. And uh, I mean, if we're talking songs of of, of longing and heartbreak, then you know Martin got sitting up singing somebody like somebody, oh my god, yeah. like yeah. that that that'll do it. Um, yeah. Oh 
God, yeah. I mean, uh, to, to be honest, my, my first heartbreak came at the time of uh, Songs of Faith and Devotion. I literally got dumped by my, my first ever girlfriend and uh, and I just bought Songs of Faith and Devotion. I mean, you just think, that's a badly time purchase, that. Like, <laughs> I do not need to be listening to In Your Room right now. It's, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and yeah, never let me down again. I mean, you know, I know I'll bang on about that track for live and for all sorts of things, but my God, what a, what a heartbreaking song that is. Mm. Uh, you know, however you want to interpret it. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, wonderful. Did you have any honourable mentions, Brett? No, I've got the one for the funerals, but that's for later. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll... we'll uh, I'll... Um, I'll, I'll throw mine in for, for, for what it's worth. Um, I've got to be honest; I can't believe I, I overlooked pictures of you because that's that, that that's just a, a, an absolute go-to. Um, but mine mine comes down to to oh God. I just remembered Salo wave goodbye now. Um, yeah. Uh, oh fucking hell! Yeah. It comes down to I'm, I'm going to go with with uh, the Walker Brothers. The sun ain't going to shine anymore uh, because uh, as much as I adore Frankie Valley, uh, and I, and I think you know his version is amazing. My Eyes Adore You by by Frankie Valley is one of the most heartbreaking songs. I went to see Jersey Boys and uh, and burst into tears uh, when uh, that is sung uh, on stage and. Uh, I'm not a fan of uh, of musicals, but any time I've gone to one, I've cried like an absolute baby. I've, I've no idea why. I saw the Tina Turner one uh, not that long ago, and uh, and as soon as she she went into River Deep Mountain, I burst into tears. Oh, it's ridiculous. I've done a bit of daytime drinking that day, though. So that wasn't my fault. Um, but uh, but yeah, the Walker Brothers. The sun ain't gonna shine anymore. I I just think vocally. Oh my God, what 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 a vocalist and. Um, just the, Frankie Valley knew how to write perfect songs and he'd done it again and again and again. And you look at, you know, the greatest hits of um, Frankie Valley in the four seasons and you forget the songs that that are huge hits that, you know, like, like Sun Ain't Gonna Shine Anymore, that was obviously everybody, you know, presumably it was the Walker Brothers and, and you look at, you know, the, Andy Williams, it can't take my eyes off of you. You know, they, these are all like absolute huge records that are ingrained in all of us. That Frankie Valley's wrote them all, and uh, he's just an absolute uh, beast of a songwriter. But yeah, I, I think I remember hearing it. Uh, I was at my nan's, and she had a she had like a little coal fire uh, in a in a gaff in Tilbury, and I used to go there, and I used to like had like a little poker, so I'd just sit there poking the coals. While she made me boiled egg in the morning, and uh, and it was Wogan was on Radio Two, and that song come on, and I remember just getting really upset, and then kind of asking like my nan, were my mum and dad gonna die? And she was kind of trying to un- like work out what's the best way to kind of go. Oh yeah, definitely. Like without kind of like messing with my probably like eight nine year old Ed. And she was like, no, not for a long, not for like a long time. You'll be like really old and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, okay. And like, but yeah, I don't know why that made me question mortality or whatever at such a young age. But uh, yeah, and it takes me back there straight away. And I just think it's absolute 
heartbreak. But I think having my heart broken, like faith and devotion, or ready or mining town by by you two off of um, Joshua Tree. That that line where it, Bono screams love slowly stripped away. Like that. Yeah, I, lis- I listen to Joshua Tree a lot. I think it should be in the national curriculum. There should be some albums that every human should have to listen to. Yeah. And I, that's there's I've got a few, but that is in my list, the Joshua Tree for that song. Yeah, it, 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 is, it, it is incredible, and and it's easy to hate on you two. And I understand why people dig out Bono, you know. Uh, but if you just if you ignore all of that and you just listen to that album as as a piece of music, it's pretty perfect, and it is it is song music. Daniel Lenoir produced it, didn't he? And he's yeah. incredible anyway. Yeah, he knows his shit. Uh, Anton Corbin done the, the the photography, I believe. And uh Do you like Rattle and Hum though as well? I adore All I Want Is You, which is a fucking another one that you could quite easily use. Uh but yeah, I'm not big on your Angela Harlems and and Desire and things like that. It, 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 Got a bit rock and roll for me then. It got a bit bluesy when they start with BB King on that record. When Love Comes to Town, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, not, I'm not into that kind of stuff. I like it more as I've got older. Yeah, I like stuff that come after that. Like I, I really, really love um, uh, stuff. Uh, the, the, uh, who's going to ride your wild horses off it? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And one, I think, amazing singles. Like, but uh, yeah, all right. Well, look, we've 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 got some misery off of our chest. Um, so it's can all I, from. What's can, that? I have, can I have a shout out to you for a song about heartbreak? Yes. Chicago, if you leave me now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Reminds me of my mum when I was little listening to. Terry Rogan on Radio One. Yeah. 
I have got another memory of, of Wogan and it was playing Gary Puckett, Young Girl. And now I just think of Brass Eye and just think, you're not allowed to talk about that song anymore. But uh, <laughs> And what a banger of a song that is as well. But yeah, you can't you can't talk about that one anymore. But that was that was one I remember sitting in my nan's kitchen listening to and thinking, oh, this is good. No idea what it was about at the time. Um, yeah. But you know what? I was actually looking at um, tracks today and, and, and I was, so there's a few... Sam, do you know what? No, I'm not going to go down. I'm going to move it away from that. It's just going to end up getting weird. Um, so we've listened to our miserable songs. We've all been dumped and, uh, and we've all died. So uh, it's funeral time now. And uh, and so what I want to know is, um, most importantly, is anybody going to kind of do that? Oh, I just want a really joyous celebration of my life. I, I, everybody wants everybody in like massive hats and black vowels, just crying uncontrollably, screaming why at the top of their voices, right? Yep. <laughs> Brett, you're shaking your head. Throwing their hands and <laughs> head to the sky. <laughs> everyone crying. Crying like fuck for weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Brett, you know, you want, you want a euphoric do. Yeah, I think it, this might get a bit dark. Um, I went to one on Friday. It was utterly beautiful. Um, it's just a celebration. It was really good. Um, then on the way home, it all hit me. And I was that man sitting on the train, crying my eyes out into a can of beer. Oh, and man. people were getting up and moving away from me. And you think up the morning, you think, yeah, I had my moment. I needed it. But it wasn't pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't want all that stuff. I want people to just come, have a drink. Say, you know, say a few words and that's it. Yeah. And obviously lots of lots of strange white women that are, you know, who who are these people? Yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. I, I definitely want loads of randoms that have just come for the buffet, like hundred percent. Um but I definitely want a lot of drama. Um I want I want all of my family to fall out uh over the wheel. Um I just Don't want jump. it to be like an episode of Dallas. Like um so, what are you having played at yours? Well, um, let, let's start with you, Brett. Like, what, 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 what track would you go for? I've got a list of the ones I don't want played. I have to tell you that for a start. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'll come back to. I want it to be a happy thing. I want yeah. people to remember. And do you know what I was going to go for is the things you do by Sister Sledge. Ah, fantastic! Um, uh, that would be the good way to go out. There you go, boys. See you later. Perfect. Oh, yeah, that will that will be good. I'm obviously joking about the drama, you know. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I, I I think Sister Sledge is just going to bring smiles, right? Exactly. Exactly. Superb. Superb. Cursed. Um, well, the opposite. I want it to be a complete sob fest. So if I was to die now, at only thirty seven, which would be terrible. Um, I'm thinking Bob Dylan forever young, something like that. Yeah. And I know everyone doesn't like his voice and stuff, but my dad's a big fan of him. My mum's a big fan of him. So it would get everyone. So <laughs> it's my favourite Dylan song, Kirsten. It's great. I love it. I love it. But uh, yeah. Wonderful. How dry I am in the house. <laughs> oh, love it. Paul? Um, 
I hadn't really thought about it before this week, really, but um, I'm preparing for another night with some mates this week, and we're sort of, the theme of our music night is going to be uh, people who've died, you know, sort of tracks by people who've died. And I, I chose this track, I thought, oh, this would be a good fiddle track. It's um, it's My Life by Talk Talk. So I just thought it would be like, you know, a bit contrary as well, you know. Yeah. yeah, he's dead, but, you know, <laughs> let's play this track. So I thought that'd be great. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you said Talk Talk and not Bon Jovi. Oh, no. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Harish the thought. Uh, I was just it was Dr. Alban. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Someone's got to be wearing coats down up and down the aisle. Uh, what, what, sorry, Steve, I was too busy coughing into the mic then. What, what was that, mate? I said someone's got to be wearing skates going up and down the aisle. Then. <laughs> was was It's My Life the one that was actually the, the, the tampon advert as well? Yeah, was, and they're all, it, all, the, all the ladies were suddenly discovered their joy of um, skating. Now that That's they right, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> oh, if I hadn't known that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. I mean, it's my life by Talk Talk. Uh, I mean, I'm very aware of how many times I say this on every episode. That he's one of the greatest records ever made. Oh. But it's perfect. Um, I, uh, I'm going to show you this. Talk amongst yourselves. Um, <laughs> I'm just uh, walking to the other side of uh, the shed. And then, uh, because there's a wonderful artist. Lots of cool things, and that's my. I don't know if you can see that. My Mark Hollis. Oh wow! Picture uh, that, uh, that 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 he done just after he died, and because uh, Essex boys, and uh, and obviously his brother Ed Hollis died a lot younger, and uh, and and the, the bass player knows my mate Snowboy, and uh, and I've been trying. Uh, to, to to convince Snowboy to see if he can if he'll come on the podcast, but I think they're all very they're quiet boys. Talk talk from what I gather, uh, you know. Obviously, Mark Hollis just famously just disappeared, didn't he? He put out one record, um, but was was you know had a bit of the sort of Sid Barrett's about him and just kind of turned his back on it all and and uh, and quit to to raise his family and and yeah. And, uh, I had no idea they're from Essex. That's, uh, that's quite yeah. a relation. No yeah, idea yeah, at all. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, fan- absolutely fantastic. Um, Ed Hollis used to come to the toothbrush when it was when it was Crocs before my time. And uh, and, and and there's a story where where he was he, he turned up at one of the other DJs' houses. He was still there and sold him some record boxes. And I think that money didn't particularly help. Ed, from what from what the the, the, okay. the sort of story says, you know, from from what he was dealing with at the time, and uh, and and yeah, oh, what just a, a, a phenomenal band, and and a really underrated vocalist, I, I think he's he's he's, he's my hollis. I think he's it's not what you, I guess on paper you'd say he's a a Mariah Carey esque powerful voice, but within the context yeah. of what Talk Talk do, it's perfect in every way. I think and. Uh, there's a performance of, of Talk Talk at the Montreal Rock Festival and uh, and they do they do the single or, or the, the track, Give It Up. And if you ever get to watch that, it's on YouTube. Oh, my God. They, they, they do It's My Life on there and uh, and it's, oh, it's, it's, it's some 
some powerful stuff. It really is. That's a great song because it's like, it's really poignant, but it's also quite euphoric as well, isn't it? And it's yeah, it is, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You might have won this tonight, Paul. Oh, I don't um, know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> more to go. <laughs> um, Steve, Priest. Well, I want everyone to be fucking miserable. <laughs> so I've, I've chosen 4th of July, but not the Soundgarden version, which in itself is pretty miserable. There's like a sludgy doom band called Val who do an even more miserable version of it. <laughs> like, it's half tempo of that version of it, which is a slow song anyway. But it is proper bleak. That's great. So good. In fact, they've done loads of, like, grunge band covers. They've got an old Nirvana um, covers album. And what are yeah, they called? Thou. Thou. T-H-O-U. Right. Where are they from? Uh, um, New Orleans somewhere, I think. Right. But the, yeah, it's... I mean, you know, they, they've covered Spin the Black Circle. They do um, No Excuses by Addison Chains. But like I say, they've got loads in... They've got an entire Nirvana back catalogue of covers. But the 4th of July one is just pure misery for about six minutes it's great I read up I might be working a day at your funeral Steve um, I'll send some flowers <laughs> mate <laughs> as as black we'll be alright <laughs> Sean what you got mate so my go to answer for this is normally one step beyond okay because love that I, I would want it to be a party and to be honest there's no better track to kick off a party in my eyes Agreed. um but if I'm honest with myself, I do want to see some tears. So <laughs> um, I'd be a toss-up between fake plastic trees, Radiohead, or um, Needles and Pins by Ramones. It's a cover. I can't remember who did the original. but So it would be one of those. Fantastic. Fantastic. Keep, keep, keep them peeled for uh, my episode with Ricky Ramone because it is... Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. It's, it's an absolute banger. It really yeah, is. I, when you said um, that you had one coming up with a, one of the Ramones, I was trying to think who it would be. but uh, There's not many left. No, uh, I know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he's so lovely, and we have a really, oh, really yeah. great chat. So, uh, yeah. At, at the end of it, he went, um, oh, I can't even remember what they're called. He went, so do you want me to do you some? And he, he called, he said what they were, like, this word, and I was like, I don't know what that means. And and he went, and he said it again, and I, I can't even think what they're called now. As I'm, I'm sure you all know when I, when I actually give it some more context. <laughs> and I went, yeah, sure. And he went, cool. Hey, I'm Richie Ramon, and you're listening to Offbeat <laughs> Track Podcast. And I was like, oh, my God. And I, he was like, is that cool? I was like, yeah. He said, do you want me to do any more? I went, don't go anywhere. I thought, right, mate, I'm going to oh, get amazing. you to do all of them there. And uh, so, yeah, he's shouting about the toothbrush. I've got him doing everything. Shouting yeah, at yeah. me, dog. Uh, New, New, New York accent is perfect for that, really. Oh, so, yeah. Pure New York as well. Yeah. It was uh, it was cracking. So, uh, yeah, Needles and Pins is an amazing record. 
And, uh, and remind me, Sean, what was the other one? Uh, fake plastic trees, Radiohead. Yeah. Yeah. Gets that, me every that, time. That'd do it. Did you, um, was anyone at the, the, the Victoria Park gig um, when they uh, they released uh, the album After OK Computer? Um, Kid A. And uh, it was really weird because that was, I guess, Kid A was when I started, like, it's the idiotech's on that, isn't it? And I think that's when things started to get yeah. even more kind of electronic and, and a bit bonkers. And I think as much as it was phenomenal, there was a lot of people that wanted to hear fake, fake plastic trees, you know, high and dry, and, and the songs that you got into Radiohead listening to. And uh, and it was quite, it was a really good day, and, and it was quite strange. It was like spirits were really high, and I find it spirits were really high um, at a Radiohead show, which is probably not what you'd expect. But then they played Fake Plastic Trees at the Encore, and I've never seen so many grown men crying. It was ridiculous. Uh, that's also a hell of a lot to do with the fact that everybody had been drinking uh, ice cold beer all day in uh, in Victoria Park. But uh, yeah, when you, you, you finish your, your set with fake plastic trees and street spirit, yeah, you, you've got to be made of stone to get through them without shedding a tear. Yeah, it was around that time I saw them in Oxford they did like a big hometown show outdoor gig in Oxford um with Supergrass right. it was one of one of my first like big gigs and um I was at that one too yeah yeah it was good yeah, wasn't yeah. it yeah I think they even played it was like one of the only times around them that they played creep because it was just right. such such an occasion and they just um and I think there's a one or two recordings from that show on their live album that re- they released Right. I can't remember what it's called. Um, but yeah, it's just one of the best gigs ever, really. Um, Did Sigur Ross support them as well? It was a Sigur Ross and Supergrass. Yeah, I can't remember now. Oh, it, it might well have been. No, there yeah, was a few bands because yeah. it was kind of like an all day yeah. thing, wasn't it? I think yeah, Engelbert yeah. Humperdinck was there as well, I think. Welcome, right? I've not heard it yet, um, but I believe a new Sigur Ross record dropped this week. Um, yeah, it did. Have you heard it? I've heard about a minute of it. Um, it's it's a typical Sigur Ross song. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not a massive fan of them. I can take them or leave them. But to me, it sounds like a your stereotypical Sigur Ross song. So yeah, I good. Uh, I'm well alright with that. I'm uh, I'm a fan of them. Um, Cy Lovell, what's going down at your funeral, mate? Smog. Oh, dressed sexy at my funeral. Fantastic. That's all I want. I've got a couple of really miserable ones, and I can't remember what they are. But I've always said I'm gonna have smog dressed sexy at my funeral. My wife's gonna undo one of her buttons a bit more. <laughs> I get my tip. My brother. Make it more comfortable. That's how it's got to be. Fantastic. Nobody's gonna care about that anyway. My funeral just be. I don't know. I don't know if anyone even noticed. Where's <laughs> Love that? You're saying it's a quiet affair already. Yeah, where's that? Oh, I don't know. I, live <laughs> on, my, I can see the cemetery from here through the window. We live opposite the cemetery. Probably just chuck me over the wall. Or, oh, you ain't got far to travel then. Well, it's often a skip up the road. They'll probably chuck me in a skip. <laughs> so it'd be what? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not going to die anyway, Steve. 
Mm. No, no, of course. Um, has anybody has anybody got any sort of experience of being at funerals where uh, kind of songs have been played that maybe people didn't see coming and was like, "Oh wow, that 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 was that was pretty full on." I did last year. One of my really good mates died, and halfway through, one of the songs was. <laughs> <laughs> I had uh, I, I had a mate called Dave who worked at the toothbrush and uh, mm-hmm. he worked behind a bar for me uh, for years and uh, he was he was in a couple of cracking bands as well and uh, he was in a band called Smother that were, were fantastic and uh, <laughs> he uh, he went to his man's funeral and uh, he was it, it, there was music that he put together on this CD for the wake of all stuff that his nan liked and the track for the, 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 uh, the, the, the coffin to, to be carried into the, the, the church was on there as well. Uh, the wrong track got played and he said, literally, as my nan's coffins brought in, it was... What a fantastic starter of funerals. Yeah, love that. Love that. Uh, uh, my dad has, has instructed me that uh, I have to play uh, uh, I Will Always Love You, uh, the Whitney Houston, or the, the Dolly Parton track, the Whitney Houston version. And I'm like, oh, come on, Dad. Like, I can't, you, you can't, I can't be dealing with that. That's like, that's a bit much, isn't it? I mean, you know, I'm not the, the biggest Whitney Houston fan, but, you know, when you're feeling a bit sad and somebody's got pipes like that, banging out, you know, a Dolly classic, oh, it's going to bring the ass down. It's like, come on, mate. Um, but, yeah, so he, the, the conversation around funeral songs was a conversation with my dad. And he went, what are you having? And I said, I'm going underground by the jam. And, like, because I just thought, I've always just thought that's just perfect. It's like, it's an absolute belt of a record. It says all you need to know, and I think everybody will just get their head nodding a little bit to that. And uh, yeah, there's 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 sad ones. Do you know what I mean? But uh, the guy I used to work with, Jason, he's in New Zealand now. His he always said his funeral song was the birdie song. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he wanted. <laughs> what a hero! Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I I think like your go tos. Always look on the bright side of life must have been uh, rinsed at uh, many a funeral uh, over the years, and, and, and what a cracker to uh, to uh, to be, you know, have people whistling along as you're uh, going to meet your maker. Love that, love that. Um, all right, well, look, we've um, we've been going for uh, an hour now, and I, I want to thank you all for for coming on here and, uh, and 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 showing your vulnerable sides and talking about being dumped and talking about uh, the joys of. Uh, of funeral songs uh, when you uh, you all end your days, and uh, I hope you've had, had had a bit of fun uh, talking about this uh, miserable topic. Um, and Am we'll, I showing up as well? But Steve, I'm sorry, I didn't even realise that uh, that you you had your mic and your, your camera off. So I presume that well, you, uh, you 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 wasn't wanting to be too involved this evening, mate. Welcome. Like um, no, no, yeah. I, I just had sort of problems. My the thing's been I can't see anybody. I thought my video was on and I had my mic off for being silent. No, uh, no, I didn't like, think it was just on. Oh, Steve, get stuck in, mate. 
Right, the heart, I'll just go back to the heartbreak thing because I never sort of did any of that. I found that sort of a bit different. It's not really sort of heartbreak. It's more sort of longing and unrequitedness. And that would be Madonna, Crazy For You. Oh, what a record. What a record. Yeah, mate. I mean... That sort of brings a, a bit of emotion and a bit of thing when, and certainly reminds me of one specific person. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll not go there. Um, and then when you were talking about the Depeche Mode stuff, um, the covers album uh, for the masses. Yeah. Um, Somebody by Baruch Assault. Oh. That's really sort of class and slow and quite emotional. Yeah. Uh, sort of does it. I mean, let, let's, then, no, Steve, let's just talk about for the masses because um, I. Uh, it's nice to hear your voice. I didn't know you, like, so I didn't think you was going to be too involved this evening. So I apologise for uh, overlooking. It's all right, it's all right. Um, and and you've just thrown an album out that I don't think many people know about, and uh, I presume they don't know about. And it was uh, uh, an album that came out, I would imagine, around ninety seven, ninety eight, maybe, maybe a little earlier. Um, and it's uh, an album of very established artists covering Depeche Mode records, and. Uh, and that Veruca Salt uh, covers uh, beautiful, <clears throat> but I feel that like there's so many that should be shouted out. Um, Smashing Pumpkins uh, mm. doing Never Let Me. That's, Down. that's what I got it for the Pumpkins one. Yeah, then... just breaking it down to like this really kind of melancholy acoustic track. It's it's beautiful. And I think it's Failure that do. Um, what does Failure do? Do they do Enjoy the Silence? Um, there's a woman that does never let you down again there's I don't person. know what that one is that's not on that record I don't think or is it maybe is it on there twice I don't know um, uh, Thingier on there do uh, Ramstein do Stripped um, yeah I think uh, who done uh, Nada Surf I can't Nada Surf do a track on there I can't think what else is on there but uh, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's a great compilation of uh, fantastic bands, like big bands of, of, of that moment, uh, all covering their their fave Depeche Mode tracks. Um, but, Steve, what have you gone for for your, for your funeral track? Funeral, it's a song, uh, well, it's not, it's not a song. John Williams, Star Wars main title. That is just, <laughs> it sums me up, <laughs> really. Big part of my life, big part of everything. You know, going a bloody X-wing coffin or something like that. You know what I mean? Just go <laughs> go <whole> hog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anybody's kind of been listening to the Vicar bang on for a while and is feeling a little bit tired, that opening stab of orchestration at the beginning of uh, of the Star Wars theme. That's gonna definitely uh, get 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 the eyes open, get people up, and get them boost uh, them goosebumps popping. Like, uh, yeah, what a, what a great great shout, mate. Um, yeah, phenomenal. Um, all right, well look, um, don't go anywhere. I'm gonna press. I'm gonna press stop, and we'll uh, we'll have some discussions for uh, for what we're gonna go for on the on the next chat. But I'm gonna press stop. Uh, thanks every uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, thanks for everybody that's joined me this evening. And, uh, and we'll be back next time.